a listener production. Okay, here we go. He is ice cool in moments like this. Oh, the big fella runs back into heavy traffic. Look at him go! Footy Talk, Jono's edition, Michael Chamis. I've got a fair idea what's on the rundown today. Oh, glory, glory to South Sydney. Yeah, not glory to you, Danny Widler. Uh, we're going to talk about all sorts of things, including Josh Schuster. Yes. Oh. Plenty to come. Here we go. Footy Talk, Jono's edition. Great to be back in a darkened room with uh, the Jono's, uh, Michael Chamis. Adam Peacock. City Morning Herald. The Bunny Bugle this week as well, bring your mm, I don't think they're proud very, club to its knees. I think they're very happy with me today. Anyway. Yeah, that's, that's the way it goes. Got to do your w- job. Danny Widler as well. He, he backed Hello, up Adam. his mate at the press conference yesterday and oh. got it within about, geez, you were in Black Solly's personal space just quickly. But I was. Nine but, years. I mean, but that's because Chammy was on my back basically. <laughs> Putting the knife in. Like just, I, I, I see this, enough of him. Ask him this, ask him this. I, I see enough of him enough to see him at a, you didn't even know what a press conference is. Well, I was going to say, you bagged me for not going to anything, then you're uncomfortable when I'm standing within oh, 30 centimetres of you. You annoyed me all day just buzzing around and, you know, zapping, I, was do, I was doing nothing. I, he, honestly, he kept complaining, can you relax, can you relax? <laughs> I'm just standing there, champion. What are you talking about? You just were a million miles an hour. That's what you have to on do. On edge. Uh, well, bouncing I, around. I had just declared that the club was about to get rid of a club legend the night before. Of course I'm on edge. You did well, Chammy. You did well. You also said John Morris was gone too. Poor yeah, John yeah. Morris. There he was what, in what, his tracksuit what, straight what, away. What did he ever do to you, Chammy? Yeah, exactly. Nice 50%. You'd be happy with that. That's your strike, right? Oh, hang on. You're Mr. 50 <laughs> 50. Then they call you 40 20 or 20 40 or something. Now, gents, uh, we're in this uh, new studio today, actually. And um, for those listeners who haven't seen any vision of it, it's. Uh, it looks like Michael Chamis's lounge room, actually. It's just, <laughs> it's just cinema all dark room. and black. <laughs> all dark, the Curtains. cinema room. You might have one after the raise you're going to get for all the yarns you've done this yes. week. The big yarn is, and it suits the setting. It's a, it's a mystery, this story, where the actual truth lies. What on earth has happened to South Sydney this week? It's all exploded. You guys wanted a big story. Mm. It was a bit quiet for about six weeks there with the Women's World Cup and everything going on in Origin. Bang, here we go. What we, happened? We wanted to let you have centre stage Can we take us through it? <laughs> take us through, I mean, when we started talking about this on Sunday or Monday, I can't remember. Yeah. Like how, how, how it sort of all evolved. To be honest, it started a few weeks ago and I had called Blake Solly, the South Sydney CEO, because I'd gotten a tip that Sam Burgess wasn't happy and that he wanted to leave the club regardless, and at the time he didn't have the Warrington job yet, and regardless of whether he got that job, that he was going to leave. That he was he wasn't. going for the Warrington job at that stage? Yes, it just came out, but apparently yeah. the, the rumblings had been happening for a few weeks beforehand, and had decided that he was he would leave South Sydney. Okay, which I think ended up getting back to Warrington, and yeah, you know, the rest is history. With that, he got the job, and Blake Sawyer at the time strongly denied that was the case. Strongly denied that was the case. He didn't deny that the Warrington that Warrington had reached out to Sam that there was interest. He was aware of that, but he was adamant there were no issues. Then the couple of weeks pass and they lose, obviously, on the weekend on Sunday. Their season's on life support. There was a step back. Um, there was also talk that Wayne Bennett might come back. Oh, yes. That was the other conversation I had in mm. those couple of weeks. I oh, rang wow. the club. I rang Blake Solly, Nick Pappas, the chairman. Mm. I reached out to Russell Crowe and to Wayne Bennett, all denying the story that I had heard that Wayne Bennett, someone at South Sydney, had reached out to Wayne Bennett to gauge whether or not he'd be interested in coming back to and the club. And that was the takeover from Jason Demetrio. Correct. Immediately next year. Immediately. That's the mail. One year that I into had. his Dolphins plan. Let, let me let me make it clear that everyone denied it, but that was the mail doing the rounds. Okay. 
I let that go. I let that go. Didn't write anything as you got denials. You can't write anything there. And then. Well, in the background, I was hearing things about unrest, Mm -hmm. um, unhappiness, sort of looking for answers as to why Souths were doing badly. Uh, why they'd gone from premiership favourites probably after, what, 10 or 11 weeks of the comp? Yeah. Eight out of the first 11. To hardly winning after that. Yeah. You know, uh, not being able to win back-to-back games. So there were rumblings. Uh, people were contacting me about unhappiness within the club. And you could tell as well from Jason Dimitri, just giving the full story, I, I can recall at least three or four press conferences this year where he's just been like at a wit's end about, what the hell's going on when they've leaked 30 points. Yeah. They might have scored 34 in a game, but they've leaked 34 points. The next week they get dusted because they don't score 30 well, points. And he's kind of thrown it back on the players a few times, which is I found really interesting. Not once, but I've heard three times that he's gone, our playing group, words to this effect, need to have a good look at themselves. Yeah. Yeah, well, and, and the thing is with Jason Demetrio, and, and it's hard because he's taken over from Wayne Bennett and there's been a little bit of a curse taking over that job over the years a when Wayne bit. has left. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Very few have a lot. Very few have survived very long after Wayne Bennett. Mm-hmm. So then we had a chat on Monday, didn't we? We did. We did yeah. before in the morning. Daddy and I had a chat, and he was on 100 footy, and I was sort of following Wayne's about... like swimming behind a cruise ship. <laughs> 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 You're just going to get pulled under. Yeah. One of those COVID ones, or <laughs> yeah, well, maybe <laughs> <laughs> the Ruby Princess. <laughs> anyway, hey, sorry, carry on. Bad memories. Don't bring that up. Daddy and I had a chat on Monday. We just we had to work out where we're going to take South Sydney because we'd been hearing it for weeks, but. You don't want to be pulling the trigger on a story like that. Then they come and click into action, which we were expecting them to do. Click into gear, Latrell mm. coming back. You left with egg on your face. You write that story, then they come out and dish out a, a performance of the year and go on a run and make a grand final or win a comp. So we're, everyone was sort of hesitant, but we spoke after that game on Sunday against the Knights and thought, I think it's time we look into this a bit further. And mm. I know Danny made some calls. I made a lot of calls on Monday. So this is a joint effort, was it? Well, no, Chami, it was Chammy's story. I think on Monday you were thinking I should write a story on Tuesday. Yeah, I was going to. I was going to wait. I was going to wait said, till Tuesday. I said, mate, you probably have to go with something now because it's it's things are happening. Oh. I was going to talk about it on Yoda over here. Yeah, he, ha- he, well, he had a feeling. This guy. <laughs> well, he talked me into it. He's my mentor, so I listened. <laughs> oh, I listened. I don't, don't listen a, to him much oh, in here. I listen. I don't Give it a, to I'm him. his mentor. <laughs> you yeah, are. I, I feel uncomfortable. I sat there in the press conference yesterday behind you just watching you work. Oh. It's, it's, do you know what it is? It's like batting at the other end when Steve Smith's at his best. You just sit there no, and I'm watch. Just, I'm just fidgeting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, my questions it's were just sweating. quick singles to get you back on strike. Oh, no Shadow batting. Yeah. Anyway, back to you, Chad. Carry on. Yeah. So that's Monday. I made a, a heap of calls, mm. a heap of calls. Did to the, a lot of people in and around the club. Sorry, Latrell at the uh, Luke Coombs. Is that how I say Luke his name? Combs, Combs. I'm not a big country and western fan, but I know he's massive. Five million yeah. Instagram and he's up on stage with him, swilling beers, doing the Stone Cold Steve Austin celebration. <laughs> like bang, beer flying everywhere. <laughs> Did that come into the equation as well? About, well, I asked oh, people about right? it. I asked people about it. And to be fair, when it happened, everyone just sort of let it go because it's ish, like, yeah, yeah. There you go, ish. We let it go. We thought, mm, maybe not a good look, but let's see what happens on the weekend. Then he just doesn't show up on the weekend and then gets – there was a silly incident at the end with that elbow and he gets zinbinned, then gets suspended. Playing frustrated. Playing yep. frustrated. And you, and all this just keeps bubbling away in the background. And when you start making calls, people start – you see the frustration with the people. And that's – unfortunately, that led for South Sydney. It led to me writing a story and Danny speaking about 100% footy on Monday night. And I, and I was happy to go with it. I was very comfortable with the story that there were double standards – that there was a belief from Sam Burgess and John Morris was aligned in the belief that there were double standards that Cody Walker and Latrell Mitchell, mainly Latrell Mitchell, 
wasn't being held to account and the club wasn't getting the best out of them because Jason Demetrio was too soft. And there was a very good, well, very interesting part of that story that you had was the Jason Demetrio Instagram mm. liking of a criticism of his players. The accidental, in inverted commas, liking. Which... Well, there's, there's a lot to that, but I I thought that was a, quite an interesting part of the story. Um, yeah. And Jason later, I think he apologised, didn't he? Or yeah. It was, he didn't realise he, he liked it. He said he didn't realise yeah. he liked it. So the, it happened after round 13, a Raiders game they'd lost. It was the official South Sydney Instagram page. They posted mm. the score. And one of the comments was critical of Jacob Host and Liam Knight, who's no longer at the club, basically saying these club, these are clowns. I think the, to the words of these clowns are pretending to be first graders, basically. And mm. it, it was drawn to my attention from someone that I'd spoken to that Jason Demetrio had liked that post mm. and had liked it. It was months ago now. So you write this story. Who's the first one calling you to say you're full of it? This is not a story or you didn't get that call. Because no, generally speaking, no. if, you, if you're off the mark, you'll get that call straight uh, away. The calls that I got were... Who, who, who's talking to you? Yeah. Ah, there you go. Bang. They, they weren't your wrong. <laughs> Nothing that yeah. – there was no one that rang me and said you're wrong. Yeah. In fact, the people who were upset were saying it's bang on the money but how's this getting out? And money. that is the issue for that South oh, have got. 100%. And it is the issue that led to – and I wrote this today in the Sydney Morning Herald about why Sam Burgess ended up walking. It's because of a lack of trust of who was actually talking. Who was leaking? Is Was this a, a deliberate attempt to sabotage? Mm. That, was the, that was the drama. Uncertainty around – who was actually plotting this? Because obviously you guys have been right in this. I've been outside looking in, listening to all the stories. Winning and golf tournament. <laughs> the one that had the red light and the alarm bells on for me was the the video session one where Cam Murray and Latrell Mitchell yeah, apparently had a word. If something like that gets out, you haven't just got a problem. You've yeah. got an emergency. I'll tell you what caused me some heat. Um, was on 100% footy on Monday night I said that Cody Walker had a run in with Jason Demetrio at yeah. Captain's Run, which is locked off. You can't locked get in. Off, yep. And no one has denied that. <laughs> well, you and you asked on yesterday, and they danced around. They it. danced around, but they didn't deny it. No, J J Jason Demetrio said, "I have heated conversations or run-ins all the time." And to me, no that deal. that upset people at Souths. People were accused of leaking. Uh, well, people are leaking. But our job is to yeah, find out information. Yeah, yeah. and if people, and, yeah, if, if someone serves this, you a free meal like a story like this, the thing is, right, and I'm gonna I'm gonna leap to Sam Burgess's defence a little bit here in this situation, and to Jason Demetrio because I think there are accusations in this in this meeting yesterday of both of them trying to sabotage each other. One, if Jason Demetrio was out to get Sam Burgess in this situation, would he have leaked that Instagram post to me? Would he have? No way. I'm telling you now, he wasn't happy about that Instagram situation. Oh, he'd, be, he'd be fuming. It makes him look ridiculous. One, he's denied it and he said he didn't know he did it, which take him on face value. You have to take it. Do you him. like it so it kind of saves it so he can yeah. come he, back he and went, reference he went it back later? And, he went back and unliked it <laughs> yeah, after the story enough. came out. Yeah. It doesn't make him look good. Even if he was accidental, the fact he's sitting there on Instagram after a loss looking at what fa fans are saying, Wayne Bennett's famous words are, if you listen to the fans, it won't be long before you're sitting there with them. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't reflect well on Jason Demetrio, that story. And on the flip side, Sam Burgess – I think the South Sydney are furious because they think Sam Burgess has deliberately tried to make Jason Demetrio look bad. But why would he? My understanding is he's that frustrated that he's told enough people inside the four walls of that club. And when you lose, people then start talking. You know what the problem to, is? To losers like you and I. <laughs> the four walls haven't got a roof because mm. stuff's getting out. Oh, yeah, yeah big stuff. You know? like, yeah. And that's the problem. And I, I think if you say enough things to enough people, eventually – 
one of those people are going to go to a, to Michael and say, have mm. you seen the Instagram post? Or come to me and say, did you know that Cody had a run-in with Jason mm. at, at Captain's Run? So it doesn't have to come from necessarily from directly from just say a Sam Burgess or a Jason Demetrio. It can come from somebody. From a third party. Yeah, yeah. who's told like – there are other people at Souths. Not well, all the way down to the kit man and the guy who you know, fills and, up and the And then they talk, to those, they talk to their friends. They talk to their friends. It's our job to then separate okay. the truth from. But the leaking isn't the issue here. The issue is obviously the problem at Souths. And what is the problem? What's the root of the problem? Well, is it Well, it's, it's a several fold. I think it's been quite well broadcast is that there is a, a, a feeling that certain players can get away with certain things. Mm-hmm. And there's also clearly, a, I mean, I asked them at, at the press conference yesterday, uh, asked Demetrio, did, did he have the trust of his assistants? Did he trust, you know, did he believe in them? And he said, yeah, yeah. He, had, he had said he had no problem with Johnny Morris, actually. That was his line. He, he, did, he, he didn't mention Sam's didn't name. name. check Sam Burgess. So, you know. Is a part of the problem. They're the problems. The large presence of well, physically and figuratively someone like Sam Burgess who did what he did for the club. Conversely, the club did what they did when his life spiralled a bit. Well, a lot after he retired. That's the hard part to understand. Why would Sias deliberately do this to Sam Burgess, given everything they've stuck to, with him by? They've stuck through so many different dramas over the years and they've been by his side. Why, with one week potentially to go before he moves off to Warrington, would they try and white-hand him? Makes no it? sense. It doesn't make any None sense. None of it makes sense. It doesn't. And and the fact that it got out is the only reason this all came. South Sydney were not going to bring this to a head themselves. Did Sam Burgess want Jason Demetrio's job? No. Next year? I, I don't believe so. I don't think so, no. I think I think eventually uh, I know Sam wants to coach. Mm. I mean, why is he going to Warrington? Like mm. he's leaving behind his kids and he's going overseas to coach. That's a hard thing to do. And I think that, yes, he wants to be a first-grade coach. And Wayne Bennett came out today. Uh, I don't know if you're aware of this. No, I don't. Oh, breaking. He, he, gave a, he did a media conference and he said that Sam has what it takes to be a first-grade coach. He also said... Sam's apprenticeship would have been better off under him at the <laughs> Dolphins, which where, where he was offered a job, uh, right? Wayne. And Wayne said he would have been better off under me. And he also <laughs> he also managed to give Jason Demetrio a rap saying he's going to be good for South. So, mm. But the main thing is he said he would have been better off under <laughs> So, yeah, he does want to be a coach. So lose, losing's at the heart of this, basically, well, a, yeah. an underperforming Again, roster. if they were winning, we wouldn't know about any of this. We'd be justified to write any of this stuff. But we wouldn't know win. about it. Mm. Well, no, you would. I have heard things for rumblings for a while, but how do you write this if they're you didn't hear the top it? When, of you didn't hear it when they were winning. Yeah, it's, I, it's, I, I think it's the, the losing, and they've got s- they've got a team that should be competing with Penrith and Brisbane. These things have been happening for for a while. Now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what, but, how long is a while? Well, the people for eighteen years? months for okay. for two years for that Latrell. The, this treatment of Latrell and Cody, I'll keep throwing Cody in. It's probably more Latrell. Hasn't been overnight. Wayne Bennett openly speaks about how he managed Latrell Mitchell differently to everyone else, letting him go back to Tari on the farm. So Jason Demetrio, if you're taking over from Wayne Bennett and that is what the culture is and that is the standard that you've set in regards to managing everyone differently, how does he dare come in and then do things differently? And it was getting the best out of Latrell well, at that well, stage. Well, exactly. So it would have been a fool to actually change that and tighten that, you know, take the, the leash away from Latrell Mitchell. So he does what he was doing and he continues to do it. Now... Has Latrell Mitchell afforded Demetrio the same respect that he afforded Wayne Bennett? Maybe not. And I think that's well, the hardest. I don't hardest. know that. Do you know that? Well, I, I think that's that. the hardest Sam yeah. Burgess' complaints is, hang on a second, These we can win a premiership right now. If we just do things the way they need to be done and not yeah. baby some of these guys, 
be tougher on them, then we can win a comp. That's uh, at the heart of Sam Burgess's frustration. It's not, a, not an attempt to take the coaching position off Jason Demetrio. It's a frustration that they're mm. not winning games of football when they should be winning a competition. And what do you think of the idea of not treating all people the same in a in a team? Do you think it's a – I mean, you've been around for a long time. You've as seen long as you're consistent sport. with it. Mm. If you start to be inconsistent with it, and, it, it, and you make it clear, I think. You've got to make it clear to the rest of the group maybe that – Rest of the group and also your relationship with that person who you're giving a bit of a different – needs I, to be got, so tight and you've got to be daily talking to them. It sounds like there's been a diversion from, like you say, the Dimitri relationship with Latrell Mitchell to the Wayne Bennett relationship with Latrell Mitchell mm. and something askew has – and all the hamstring injuries as well, all these injury problems with his calf as calf, well yeah. have been thrown in. But – you can do it, but it's oh, it's man management. He has been given good treatment. Like I mean, like for instance, the America trip. Yep. You know, Joe Bloggs isn't going to go to Philadelphia to see that crazy bloke, is he, to fix his hammy? No, should have gone uh, to the gazelle. Recently, oh god, don't bring that up. <laughs> recently, he um, there was a, a change in physio. He, like a physio was brought mm -hmm. in. I mean, they say it's not exclusively on Latrell, but in a big way, it's to work on Latrell. Well, here's your main asset. Like, yeah. of, of course, you're going to give your main asset the main. No issues. No mm. issues whatsoever doing that. But it's got to be. Well, you get treated it's got to be reciprocated. You, you know get, what, You Danny? get special treatment. You are, yeah, well, no, I don't get special treatment. But <laughs> you, I work, you work from home a lot. <laughs> you come in when you want to. That's you true. don't wear work clothes. That's true. That's true. But you know what? wear clothes. That's the key to management, though. You and I are completely different personalities. Mate, you Thanks. have to treat. I, I'm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I am someone who. How do I word this, Danny? Because you're going to have a field day with it. I need, to, I need to be treated a certain way, Danny. Oh, oh, get the red carpet oh, out. No, no, not that. Trumpet. I just, I just like to run my own. I just like to run my own race, right? You like to be in the shadows, is what you're saying. Yeah, and, and that's why it was so annoying to I'll, see you in the daylight at, at a press conference the other day. I need to be afforded trust, and I'll and I'll give that back to you. And everyone's different, and I think good managers treat people differently. Yeah, yeah, but they've got to be on top of it. They've got to be proactive with everything, and not it, reactive. Well, and the ones who so take the good the thing piss, about you, Chammy, is I know you get annoyed if you're not getting stories. Yeah, you, you get annoyed at yourself. You don't um, need you don't need a boss to tell you that. Yeah, that, but and that's right. And as long as you're as long as the people aren't taking the piss who you work for, yeah. then, and then that's fine. But the question is now, is somebody taking the piss? Mm. Jason Demetrio, you got him a three-year contract at that press conference <laughs> yesterday. Danny, well done. <laughs> well, they hadn't announced it. No. Like, for some reason. So is it happening? Has the press well, release come out yet? No, but for some reason this deal was done weeks ago, I think, Chammy. Yeah. And months ago. Months ago. And there'd been no announcement about it. And I thought, well, that's we've, weird. Got, we've got you now speaking about coaching and whatever. Blake Solly wasn't really that keen to talk about it still. I don't know why. Maybe they want to have a coaching team in place, but surely he just came out and said, yep, we've signed Jason three years, we're stoked about it, mm. he's, he's our future, and we're backing him 100%. I think, the, speaking of the club during the week, I asked him that question, why hasn't it been mm -hmm. announced? It was actually around the Wayne Bennett question saying, mm. well, Jason Demetrio hasn't been announced. Is this, is this because you're in the middle of Eating a secret negotiation or, yeah. with Wayne Bennett? And they said, no, we actually – we're going to announce it, waiting for the right time. And unfortunately, there hasn't been a right time for the last yesterday few months. Yesterday, because we came the right time. And well, they couldn't, they couldn't deny it anymore. If he's yesterday. your guy for, three for the next three years, there's no wrong time. Mm. Just announce yeah, you're, it. You're backing him, aren't you? Yeah, because if you're worried about, oh, we might lose a game on the weekend, we'll, we'll hold it off until we win a game. I mean, is that long-term planning? No. Or is that short-term reactions? I find it unusual. Let's be frank about this. That press conference was very hard to swallow, a, mm. lot of, a lot of the stuff that we were being told. I mean, we were being told that Sam was leaving because of 
Warrington and because mm. um, Lucy, his partner, is, his fiance or partner is, is pregnant. I mean, they knew two weeks ago she was pregnant. She's about, you know. <laughs> I would have she, thought she, they would have known six months ago. Well, I'm just saying she's about to give birth in the next yeah. few weeks. Uh, Sam's doesn't have to jump on a plane all of a sudden to be a Warrington. No. He would have been there for the finals. He would have been there in the grand finals. I mean, I could not give any real credibility to mm. a lot of the, let's call them excuses or offerings that they were giving us. I mean, you called it out, Chammy, I think, during the presser too, didn't you? Yeah, I just said, I said to Blake. Well, over no, his shoulder. Yeah. Push him out the way. in his ear. Said, well, yeah, he's wearing sunnies at the press as he well. He was not. Yeah, because I was standing behind Danny. Just the glow coming off him was distracting me. Hey, he was just doing his – he had his Danny Wilder lens on on the camera to get him in with the – And I the, had my mosquito lens on. And you, what do you have on? Mosquito lens. <laughs> yeah. Can I say something else which you're not going to like, Jamie? Oh, here we go. You know who uh, picked this before everybody? <laughs> what? Gus. <laughs> he criticised Souths. He did. Saying that they look they look lazy. He criticised Latrell, saying he hasn't performed in big games. And yeah, yeah, he, yeah. he got it first. He was there telling us – and he copped a lot from Blake Solly. I think we sat here on the podcast after he said it and I said I agree with him. I, I couldn't yeah. agree more with him. And do you know what? Everyone's saying that the NRL 360, the vision they showed on the other night mm. was fantastic to see the, the lack of effort from Latrell Mitchell – it's, I don't know if this is defence or criticism of Latrell. If you go back to the games where everyone sits there and say, Latrell Mitchell, you hero, you superstar, you'll find the same vision. You'll find the exact same vision in those games. He's not an effort area player. Mm. And you'll, He's but, a big but, moment but, player, is that what he's saying? Minutes. But, it's, but that gets excused when he produces something brilliant. Mm. So he didn't do that on the weekend and now we start to highlight some of these things that well, you know he what? didn't do. Well, for, on that, just on that in sport in general, like there's a little bloke who won a World Cup with Argentina last year. Mm. He spent 70% of a game of football, Lionel Messi, walking. Mm. <laughs> he tells his teammates to walk too much. Stop running. Stop putting in effort where you don't need to put in effort. Wait for the big moments. So maybe Latrell's a Messi fan. I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I like that. It's interesting. I like, everyone's different. And it's, that's the fullback that South Sydney have. Mm. And, and then I don't think they're expecting, well, maybe Sam Burgess was, expecting more. M maybe they have to get Are more. Are you around. noticing anything coming out of South that's not fully supportive of just say – Latrell and Cody? They have backed them and been critical of anyone who tries to be critical of them for as very long as they've protective been there. They're very, very protective to the point where you get worried about ringing and asking questions about them because they will move heaven and earth to make sure. Mm. I think there was an incident last year at the end of the last season I wrote that um, – remember Cody Walker had a run-in with the Panthers trainer after that semi-final there about – Jed Cartwright's uh, broken yeah, back. Roughly. There was a big issue at yeah, the end of that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they weren't happy about me having to go at Cody Walker, but I don't care. Like, the story is the story. He didn't. The vision was there for everyone to see. He was having an argument, had to be pulled away by his teammates because he was launching a verbal tirade against the Panthers. Are they, are they too protected? I think that's the question that South Sydney officials were going to be asking themselves over the summer. If they miss the eight, I wrote this today, there'll be a sit down with Latrell Mitchell to say, I think it's time we do things our way a little bit now. Interesting. That'll be interesting to see how, see well, how, how he responds reacts. to that. Yeah. Who's Demetrius' uh, assistance? Well, at the moment, it's Ben Hornby, isn't it? Ben Hornby signed an extension yeah. and John Morris for the rest of the year. There's talk that David Ferner, who's sort of been showing the door at the West Tigers a little bit, is going to go back to South Sydney to work as mm. a defence coach next year. So keep an eye on that one. And will not with David Ferner. Uh, mm. It'll be no. interesting to see how Blake Solly, the CEO, handles it. I think it was interesting, Freddie, uh, last night on yeah. the radio, was, was quite critical of uh, – it's, it's as critical as you, as you hear from Freddie, some of the comments he made last night, if you want to have a listen. Here we go. Blake Solly. Yeah, plenty of advice from me during the year. Uh, 
how is he at the moment? What's he been saying? I'm sure he's got some answers for the bunnies. Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure of the history with you and Blake Solly, but I... No, he just had a lot of advice well, what, for me. What was That's his advice? A, oh, he had advice on our length of camps. He had advice on how we should be treating... Uh, medically and how our staff should be and that his staff should be allowed to come to our training sessions. And I just felt like he had a lot of advice. I'm curious what his plan is through this process and what Blake has come out and said. Well, now's your turn for it. Do you have any advice for how he should handle this situation? Well, I would know, mate, because I, I've never ran a club before, so I'll, I'll sort of keep in my lane and, you know, do my job. So Maybe I'm, he should I'm do curious. the same, Brad. Well, I don't know. It's up to him. That's about as vicious as uh, <laughs> old Fred gets, isn't it? Yeah, look, it was said with a bit of a smile in his voice, wasn't it? But definitely, there's definitely some feeling there from Freddie towards Blake Solly. And He's got a point. I, did, I didn't know what he was referring to. I was on my deathbed during Origin. So well, during, what's he referring during, to? During Origin, after the Latrell injury from memory, uh, Eddie Farrer, yep. the physio, came in. Uh, joined the staff. Joined the staff of the New South Wales Origin team. And he was there watching. I think Cam Murray had a groin injury, mm-hmm. and someone else had an injury. Campbell Graham first game. Um, no, someone. Someone else was in, like they were, they were watching their progress during the camp to see whether they're going to be able to play or not. It might have been Latrell. I don't mm-hmm. know whether he was part of that setup at the time. But yeah, he was. He came in, and the inference was, I guess, by bringing him in, is that maybe Freddie's staff or Freddie weren't doing the job that South thought they should be doing. So Freddie's held on to that. And he's given Blake Solly a bit of a tickle up back. Didn't someone say at the time as well, Mott, and apologies if it's not mm. Blake Solly, that the 10-day camp was too long? Yeah, Blake well. Solly has been against the length length of camp. No, I think a few clubs are like that as well, yeah. which yeah. is not just him. I've since found out that the Rabbitohs actually complained to the New South Wales Rugby League of their treatment of Latrell Mitchell when he was mm. injured. Mm. I think they had a session at night after some sort of family day. I think they didn't like the way that – that the schedule so was that's what it's based on. That's what it's based on, which mm. I think Freddie's uh, had chosen his moment. And he's entitled to. Freddie's entitled out of to. Whack. Yeah. He's kept that in his pocket, hasn't he? Mm. <laughs> Fair enough. Anyway, that's Souths. More to come on that, I dare say, next week. After the break, we've got more to come on Footy Talk Journals edition. <laughs> no shock. Josh Schuster dropped. Unfortunate. Feel bad for... The guy, it's just not happening for him at the moment. I don't know what Manly do in the off-season, seriously, because it, it, for all intents and purposes, I heard that before Des Hasler got sacked last year or let go by Manly last year, he was joining it, Schuster in pre-pre-season or joining on the next treadmill and kind of helping him. And, and Josh was like, yeah, I've got to make this pre-season count. This is the one, this is the one. And then he's had a season like he's had. I don't know where this ends. you got a fair idea, Chammy. You called it. <laughs> well, I hate to say I told you so, but I told you so. Adam, last week on this show, didn't I say I'll be dumbfounded if he sees out his contract? And I told you he was going to get dropped to the bench and now he's dropped to reserve grade. I, I think the next step is he leaves the club. I, I don't see Josh Schuster in a manly jumper beyond next year. But where to? Anyway, that'll pay 400000 for him and manly will chip. Pay halves. Okay, we've been too critical. I mean, this I, the, this, he's a young bloke, right? And this is the problem, Danny. Are we being too critical? I'm going to tell you what the problem is. His manager on. is renowned for trumpeting the deals he gets for his young players. He did the same thing with Moses Suli many years ago, the highest paid player in the history of the competition without playing a first grade game. Well, are you going to name his manager? Yeah, it's, yeah, well, it's Mario Tartak's his manager. And he, do, he then goes and says he's worth $1.2 million. You might be able to get him $1.2 million. Did he really say that? I read a story saying his manager telling people he can get him one point two million. I think I've asked about that. And I I had it denied to me. Okay, so. but I mean, so, I think we're are we putting too much heat on a young bloke? I I feel that, that's I what feel happens when you go and sign these mega deals 
and you start trumpeting these kids as superstars before they even have even done anything. And so, yes, like Joseph Joseph Suwali'i, when you actually get talked about as a superstar before you have done anything, you need to deliver. I think Danny's point is, though, that Josh Huster's never come out and said, Anthony Mundine style, I'm a superstar. Well, get rid of your manager. If your manager's doing that to your reputation, I think he's a young bloke and I'm just a bit worried that everybody's piling on him and I think that we have to respect that he's a young man finding his way. Would you weight. pile on him if he's on $400,000? Would anyone be critical if he's on $450,000? No. It's, you, it's you, plain. So you're just saying it's purely driven by his salary? Yes. And it's a not lot personal. of these cases are driven by are they – getting value out of what they're pe- so spending that, on. So does that make him fair game? No, it doesn't make him fair game, but it makes the deal, it makes Manly fair game and it makes his performance fair game. Of course it well, does. Well, maybe we should, be, maybe we should be directing our criticism at people far older than him and people who are have been in administration. Maybe oh, it's the club's fault. He's, he's drawn a little bit on himself here because you reported, I think, last year that if Josh Schuster didn't get the number six jersey, he would leave the club. Absolutely. What yeah. sort of ultimatum is that on the club? So they push Kieran Foran out the door. Mm. I'm sorry. I'm not buying it. I'm okay. not buying that he. So you, had, you don't have any sympathy for him? I, I hope he's okay. I'm, I have sympathy that if he's not feeling good, but I just at the end worry, of the day, I just worry about it. in his own hand. Yeah, I just worry about like, we're seeing we're seeing a young bloke on the field and he doesn't look like he's in any way enjoying football. Mm. Well, in any way. And I worry about how that translates into the rest of his life. That's, that's my only concern. Yeah, oh, of course. I'm that's sure. I have no doubt this is affecting his personal and we're, life. And we're, we're, people are attacking his fitness, down. his appearance. They're all very personal things, they're right? Personal and when you are a professional athlete. I'm just, I'm just saying to you that I feel like maybe we take a, a little step back from him. Okay. Yeah. All right. What do we say then? Oh, I'm just. You can say whatever you like, but I'm just saying from my point of view. Okay. Okay. We'll let it go then. <laughs> we're well, happy, Abby. We've, we've offended him. I think. <laughs> Haven't offended me. Well. But do you take my point, though, Danny. I like, understand the salary thing. I get the, the it. Salary like, thing, but it's like it rubs like people the wrong way. Last year, that that story yeah, you, yeah. you did. Yeah. And I don't know if it came directly from Josh Schuster or it came from his manager. But you don't go on 100% footy last year and say well, that Josh Schuster will leave the club if he doesn't get the number six jersey. And he got the six, and, and it he didn't got work. the six, yeah. and it didn't work. And he got the extension, which uh, no one understands why he got the extension. Well, at the at the rate he did, I, I actually don't mind the extension, the right price. Mm. So that all you, you dragged it on yourself, mm. Danny. The, and the byproduct of all of this is Olakawatu, who last week ran himself to exhaustion against mm. the Warriors, mm. I think what, he'll be at the trying times. to run through brick walls, literally. And you saw the picture of him post game. <laughs> but he's also managed by that guy as well. Yeah, so there's got to be a squeeze. There's going to be a salary squeeze at Manly for sure. And I don't know how they fit him in on his worthy rate when someone else like Josh Schuster and I'm with you. You guys in a roundabout kind of way, a different way of going on about it. But he's on overs, Joshua Stewart, if it's 800. He's not playing like an 800. And that's where the problems start for players, whether they be 32 or 22. If you're not aiming up to your salary and you're taking up a chunk of the cap when others are playing for unders and they're playing way better than you and giving so much more to the cause, that's when massive issues and that's when internal ructions happen and no doubt you'll have a story out of Manly in the next 12 months if it continues that this guy wants out because he's not getting what this guy's getting. I just noticed on our rundown we've got Tavita Pangai next mm. and he really struggled with the expectation of his salary. Yeah. He openly admits he went to the Bulldogs several times telling them that he's struggling to meet the expectations of a $750,000 salary. Mm. I don't know if he was wishing he was paid less, but that's the that's what he would say to the club, that he doesn't feel like he can play to that salary. Because anyone who knows anything about footy and follows 
the story of that player or this player or whatever, everywhere he walks, he goes in to get his loaf of bread in the morning or a coffee or whatever he does down Belmore Road, <clears throat> they look at him and go, geez, you're overrated. Mm. Imagine having that. Yeah, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be easy. Yeah. But that, I guess – Chammy, how is it walking down the street? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Mate, he doesn't you know, walk down the look, street. He floats. Look, look, to Danny's point, I get it. And like, we, as I said a few weeks ago, we, you don't realise the ramifications of what you say yeah. on, on people's yeah. lives. And, and I don't – I hope that Josh Schuster is okay and I'm not sure what you're oh, – No, I'm, to, not, I'm not saying there's anything – No, you're saying I'm, about Tavita, it does yeah. happen. Yeah. Like, so he's on – what well, was he, 750 or whatever he was? Yeah, with Schuster, I'm, I'm not saying I know anything. I just look at him and I – I watch him play and he yeah. looks like he's struggling yeah. as, a, as a person. And, and, and you know what? These players are entitled to earn as much as they can. I really do get it. Mm. And Tavita has earned a lot of money out of the game and Josh Schuster's about to earn a, a hell of a lot, of, a lot of money out of the game. But the spin-off effect is it just comes with so much more criticism. And it's just – I get it. That's I get it. it. That's, yeah, I understand the criticism. I'm just saying just, from watching him mm. and watching the way he performed was it last week with 20 minutes and no – He looks disinterested. He looks like – He's got the the weight of the world on on him, and that, I don't like to see that. But, yeah, Tavita, you went out and uh, spoke to him today, didn't you? Dan? Yeah, I spoke to him today. I spoke to him um, last week as well. Um, we made some. I, I think I forgot the comments. Are not interesting comments about whether he ever really wanted to play football. Here we go. I feel like rugby league was forced on me as a kid. So, what do you mean? Uh, just you know, like I I didn't really want to play league as a or, or footy as a kid. You know, my parents sort of forced me into it because you know I'm Polynesian and you know that's what we do. We run into a big, we're solid, and we run into people. But um, you know, I've always been a fan of chalk. Um, you know, I always watched these fights as a kid, and you know, I want to try my hand in individual sport, and uh, I feel like that's what I want to do. So yeah, parents trying to force their kids to play something, maybe let them pursue what they want to pursue. Fair enough. <laughs> I think I, I think I uh, caused a bit of uh, a riff in the Pangai family because I don't, I don't, once he heard those comments back and his parents heard them. What they, did you say? Yeah, say? They, they weren't very happy with uh, with the way it came out. And he, he did a press conference today where he actually said he was grateful yeah. to his parents. <laughs> this bloke wants he to sit on his kick, didn't he? <laughs> this bloke wants to sit on his eye horse and say, "Oh, look after other people." Then he ruins a family in the process. I know, I know, I know. But to me, it was all right. He didn't, he didn't uh, go at me too you're hard home, today. But, home wrecker. <laughs> but yeah, interesting comments. Like, I mean, I don't know yeah. how, whether the pushy parent thing is a real thing in rugby league. I mean, we've seen it in tennis. I mean, you've covered it in all sports. Nick Kyrgios's career. He doesn't. Yeah. He never wanted to be a tennis player. Mate, I see it every weekend. Yeah, I don't think his parents see it. Yeah, oh, it's every weekend, yeah. golf, tennis, whatever. Like it's it being, is, kids being forced. Oh, it's everywhere. Yeah, absolutely but everywhere. That, that's bad, isn't it? Yeah, it's bad. You just got to let them find their way. And some kids, it, it's it's weird. Your kids and mm. Chammy, when your kids get a bit older as well, they'll find their passion. You want to no, cultivate they'll do as passion. we tell them to do. <laughs> <laughs> they'll that's that's their how passion. we roll out west. Okay. <laughs> oh God. Five k runs every night. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> For yeah, what? I'm a chess player. What? That's not heartbreaking, but it's like, oh, that's really uncomfortable. You, you think to first grade NRL, you think, oh, everyone wants to be there. Everyone loves being there. But Some so blokes, no doubt, don't want to be there. And that's maybe like I speak to experienced people in the game and they say they deal with it a fair bit. They've got yeah. players who are in their squads who are, are great at rugby league, but it doesn't necessarily – they don't feel like they want to be there. Oh, it should have, I'd watch it's, it's an income. I reckon uh, Johnny Manziel. I reckon the man we spoke about quite often today, Latrell Mitchell fits that category. Well, you don't reckon Man. he wants to play? Have you seen his Instagram? Uh, oh, I don't know what's happened something today or stalk him. No, Michael. well, I, it, it was brought to my attention that his bio is full-time farmer, part-time footy player. Yeah, okay. Like, I, I think if he had a choice, 
<laughs> I think his life is a lot simpler without rugby league. Yeah, yeah. It's, but he, he needs rugby league to fund the farm of and course, fund everything else. Of course. And, and you know what? You know why people are critical of that? It's because there are people who watch the game who just would kill to be in their position. But would they? Look, if they're out, it's not an easy sport. What? You wouldn't want to earn that much money doing a game, playing a game that you love? Not that game. Do they love it? it. Well, you don't, obviously, you don't love it then enough. I don't love it. I love being able to walk. Your parents let you you play whatever sport you wanted to play. I play football, but I'm not playing (laughs) that sport. I get killed. Yeah. Be like one of those possums on Monoville Road (laughs) or Wombat. Just squashed. What are you doing to the poor possums? Monoville Road. Oh, you can't see them. You go around a blind corner and there they are. Hang and then you're wombats? doing Yeah, wombats as well. Oh, they're Jeez. a big speed up. Yeah. Kangaroos in as the well. Manly District. What kind oh, of, there wouldn't be any big kids in the Manly District. What are you worried about? Yeah, Come out west and play rugby league oh, and see how long you last. <laughs> you know, mineral, mineral water comes out of the taps there. It's all <laughs> yeah, bubbly and it's nice. Bubbly. It's yeah. wonderful. Well, Manly. Yeah. One last one. I'll do yourself a favour on that point. Have a look at Netflix. Johnny Manziel, Heisman Trophy winner, college football, went to the NFL for two years. Mm-hmm. He is exactly what we've spent the last 10 minutes talking okay. about. It's an incredible story. And I reckon there'd be, I wouldn't say there'd be a high percentage of players in rugby league, but there'd be a certain percentage of players in rugby league that do it and they get to a certain stage and go, what am I actually doing this for? Mm, it's yeah. a lot of effort mm. and a lot of care. Let me write that down. I just down. want to have fun. When I finish my watch, can you remind me in the summertime because I've got to watch too much other stuff I've got now. money heist to finish actually. Yeah, fair enough. Good you, show. You've got press def- conferences to plan with each other. Oh. Bringing down of. Just, I don't want him at press conferences. Clubs right. found in a 1980. I enjoyed it with you yesterday. But, uh, but you, you annoy him enough here, let but alone in the enjoy, real world. I actually enjoyed being out in the real world and you brought me down. Actually made me feel. Can you just see, keep, keep, you too. keep you in your cave? Think about my feelings, not just Josh Keep, keep okay? in your caves. Go back to your cave. Go back to your work cave where you get your, your shadowy if it's scoops. Possible, Racist you too. Cave, you think have I'm a good weekend, okay? And to all our listeners, have a great weekend. Enjoy the footy. That's what we're all here for. Thank you. Be nice.